Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Ali from the Out Out Club. Hello. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. So last week you walked with three others from Dublin to Galway. You did it in seven days. So walking 240 kilometres across Ireland. Tell me when and how did you come up with this idea? Um, yeah, I suppose it was a bit of a mad moment. Um, it was the beginning of this year when um, I was thinking about what I wanted the 2023 challenge to be. So every year we, we started last year doing a big challenge, which was the four peaks. And every year I want to do something bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And um, I had actually only heard of this being done by one other person, um, Al Mazer. Um, and he did it last year and I know it was a really intense challenge for him. But when I saw, when I saw that, I just thought what an amazing idea to be able to have said that you have walked from one side of your country to the other. And, um, so the inception of it really began in January and it's taken, you know, I planned it to be in September and we, we took, almost 12, 15 weeks to train for it um, in the run up to September. And uh, it took a very long time to plan because obviously this is not something that everybody does. So mm-hmm. it's not an organized um, route. I had to plan it from scratch. And uh, yeah, it um, we started uh, last on the third. How do you prepare for something like this? Because I saw the, the case or the backpack that you were packing to bring with you. Yeah. Um, so you have to, when you have to train for it, you have to get your body ready as ready as it possibly can yeah. be for such an intense challenge. Um, and then you have to kind of figure out what you're going to need to have with you for that seven days. So, um, in terms of the training, it was about, um, every week for 12 weeks, having to clock up a certain amount of kilometers and do these long walk days every Sunday. So that ranged from 25 to 42 kilometers, which is a marathon. Um, We knew that our longest day was going to be 46 kilometers. Um, So we knew that was going to give us a good ballpark of how long we were going to have to walk for in a day. But what it didn't really prepare us for was what it's like to do that seven days in a row, like consecutively, which is a very, very different story. Um, And then in terms of packing, um, yeah, it was a case of trying to limit what we packed um, to not just the bare essentials, but what you knew you were going to need for repair. So limited clothing, like two pairs of shorts, two tops, that kind of thing. But also like I have a connective tissue disorder so I needed to bring braces and all sorts of things to kind of repair my body in the evenings um which were which added added to the weight but um were a necessary evil (laughs) and uh yeah just lots of things um to I suppose get you as, as recovered as possible for the following day whilst not adding too much weight but our bags did range between 10 and 12 kilos which was significant yes because that adds obviously to the weight that you're carrying on this walk as well yeah exactly and it's a very different story walking 20 30 40 nearly 50 kilometers without a backpack mm-hmm. um but when you add the weight of a small child onto your back it's um it doesn't just hurt the back it actually pushes your whole body down so so it actually caused like blisters in like the second day which 
um, if you anybody watches the stories on Instagram or TikTok, they'll see how not how gnarly they turned out. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some of them. And I was like, how is that even a blister? It looked like something completely out of this world. Was there anything that yeah. surprised you once you started walking? Was there anything that you weren't able to prepare for? Um, yeah, I think. I think what surprised, well, there was lots of things that surprised us. I think the the weight of the bags and how significantly more challenging that was going to make it Mm -hmm. for us um, was a surprise. I think also the mental resilience part of it came in a lot quicker than we were probably anticipating. So on the third day, we had walked um, nearly 50 kilometers before we'd even started the third day. And or actually even over that. And we were very, very tired. And um, at that point, you know, your body is is almost ready to give up and you have another four days Mm. to go. Um, And you it's sort of strange how everybody processes that differently. And so there's there's only four of us and um, we actually kind of broke at the end of that day, which was the best thing that could have happened. We kind of went a bit manic and um, just hysterically started laughing and crying. And we all kind of came together in this amazing way that it really actually changed the whole approach to the challenge after that point. We just came together so well um, and helped each other in such a strange supportive way where we just laughed at absolutely everything and it really bonded us um sort of trauma bonded us uh, in a way that I don't think any of us were expecting and it kind of just pushed you along that little bit that you needed it it really really did mm-hmm. and because because there was at no point where any of us were willing to give up but your body gives up and when and you're in so, pain it, it like hinders that as well yeah and every day you wake up and your body has repaired a little bit less or a lot less so you get less of a recovery after each sleep and 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 we were hearing a lot from people saying you know you know after walking 15 15 hours you know on two or three days in a row people go well I'm sure you're you're having a really good sleep you must fall asleep as soon as you hit the pillow but actually the fact is you're in so much pain your body can't shut off and you can't go to sleep so we were probably maxing out at four or five hours of sleep every night um so we were very very sleep deprived by the end of it and I think it was really adrenaline that was keeping us going plus the support that we were showing each other and the other thing that really we didn't anticipate was just how much of a support we would get from um the, well, we knew we would get support from the from the Eye Club members, but from strangers, from communities, we were traveling through towns and, you know, all the way across Ireland. And I think I had been sharing the stories on TikTok and I didn't realize how much of a reach that would get. And so we were having people stop us, say, are you the girls from TikTok? Oh, wow. Are you walking from Dublin to Galway? And people were just so supportive and um, offering us tea and drinks and um, lifts, which we, you know, politely declined. <laughs> Even though part uh, of you was very like, okay, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so so tempting at some points, but no, we we never we never accepted the lift. But it was just a really, it we really felt like we were part of a community crossing the country, like we were Isn't part of lovely. the Irish community. It was really lovely. And you did go viral on TikTok. Yeah, we we have, which was 
maybe you wanted to make a surprise as well that uh, anyone would be that interested in four four girls crossing the country but um yeah we did and the support because obviously you know social media can be a nasty place Mm -hmm. but the support that we've been shown on all platforms and in real life has been just unbelievable and on one of the days we had our longest day it was 46 kilometers which is well over a marathon length and at this point the body was completely broken and we're limping and the blisters are disgusting and all the rest I'm wearing sandals for the fourth day in a row and um we had received so many positive messages from people online and on the platforms that I was just reading them out for the girls as we were walking for like the whole day and it was really kind of boosting everyone's spirits Mm -hmm. and it was just a really nice way to kind of stay connected and encouraged and we even asked um we even asked the Instagram uh page to kind of send us in things to entertain us like Mm. truth or dares and things like that and that was a really fun kind of afternoon that we had on our longest day just reenacting things that people had asked us to do and (laughs) just just silliness you know to kind of of pass the time and uh kind of distract you from the pain how did it feel when you reached the end Oh, it was, for me anyway, it was a mixture between elation, um, excitement and sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, we had this huge build up for so many months and then this massive undertaking of perseverance. Um, and, you know, all you're saying to yourself is like, the only way to get through it was to kind of minimize it, you know, every, every we'll be there in one kilometer, we'll be mm-hmm. there in 500 meters, you know, you try and make it as small as possible. And then when we realized that it was just so close, it was, um, you know, it was a bit kind of, it was sad because it meant that that experience was over, but it was an amazing experience that I'll never forget. And tell us about the charity that one of the women was wa- walking for. Yeah, so one of the girls, Jess, um, was doing the walk for uh, mental health services and she actually had a had a goal at the beginning, which she didn't think she was even going to meet, which was 500 euro. And she last time I was checked, she's surpassed 6,000. Oh, wow. And Amazing. Yeah, she's just absolutely blown it out of the park. And so people have been donating online. You can still donate um, if you go to her page. It's Jess it's Jess Glynn on Instagram you'll see it in her bio there um but even people were stopping us on the street in their cars and pulling over and saying are you doing this for charity because obviously we'd be mad (laughs) to just do it (laughs) and uh like the other three of us um but uh they'd be like are you doing this for charity and she'd say yeah and they just hand her 50 quid they wouldn't ask any questions one guy just hand her 50 quid and she said oh who who will I say it's from and he said Oh, just your mystery man and drove People away. People are so generous, aren't they? So, so generous. Mm. Um, we can't believe how generous people were. It was it was amazing. How is everyone doing now? Um, rough. I'm not gonna lie to you, Louise. Um, I drove straight to the VHI clinic after a long bath. Um I'm in a in a little boot for a possible stress fracture and uh, I've had my gnarly blisters. Um Tended to and antibiotics um, and the other girls, I think, are going to be horizontal for a few days at least um, while they tend to their muscles and injuries and things like that. But mentally, 
I think one of the girls said it, Jess actually said it better than I can, which was, we aren't the same women as when we started. Um, We're definitely stronger and more resilient and um, more powerful than we were. And uh, yeah, it was a really kind of a life-changing experience. You did it and you achieved it and it's unbelievable. 240 kilometres from Dublin to Galway, right across Ireland. Unreal. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but the 8 Out Club, you are still a club and people can join in as well, can't they? They can, of course, yeah. It's a women's hiking, social and outdoor adventure uh, club. So any any woman can join. Um, they can do so at outoutclub.com. And they can find us on um, Instagram or TikTok as um, the Out Out Club. Excellent. Ali, mind yourself and thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks so much, Louise. It's lovely to talk to you.